Welcome to The Andy Lowe Show. This is Andy Lowe, and in the first episode, we're going to be talking about Yoga Nidra. What is Yoga Nidra? Who's it for? Where did it come from? And how do I implement it into my life? Does it even work? We'll be answering all of those questions today in this episode. Let's begin at the beginning in my layman's terms and broad understanding of where it came from. I believe it originated from Hinduism and Buddhism about 1000 BC. And since then, it's been passed down from generation from generation to scripture, to story, to words. And finally, it's arrived at this destination, the Internet, where we can have unlimited access to right and wrong information, and make our own decisions. As you probably guessed it from the title, Yoga Nidra, meaning yogic sleep. Where a person can start off in beta brainwaves, which is what we experience in day-to-day -day life when we're scratching our ass and picking our nose. But then, through the practice of yogic nidra, or yoga nidra, we then achieve alpha brainwaves, which is the state between the subconscious and the conscious mind. Imagine, if you will, the conscious mind being a world and the subconscious mind being another world. Alpha is the bridge between that. So that is where a lot of deep healing and confrontation with the inner shadow, as uh, Carl Jung described it, begins to take place. Okay, so what happens next? Then after you reach alpha, you then go into delta brainwaves, which are the exact brainwaves as you have during sleep. Deep sleep, that is. But what is the difference? Is there a difference? Well, the difference being that you're actually awake during the practice of yoga nidra, unlike sleep. So you do retain a certain level of consciousness whilst your body experiences the same sensations as sleep. Now, this can lead to you actually falling asleep because it's so relaxing and so restorative that you end up just drifting off. So not to be done in the car or cycling on a bike. This is for alone time when you're at home or you want to lie down on the sofa, you can do this on the floor or on your bed. And all you do is really, it's super basic, which is why I love it, because you can be a complete novice and beginner and just try this. Now, it's almost like a guided practice meditation. And there's a lot of YouTube um, yoga nidra instructors, if you will, for want of a better word, who will walk you through it. And so I recommend going on YouTube, typing it in, and just finding a voice that you really resonate with and like, and then go from there. So you lie down, presumably in a quiet, peaceful place, where you're not going to be disturbed for 20 to 30 minutes. And it's basically a mental scan. And the instructor will guide you through mentally scanning different parts of your whole anatomy and body. Not your innards too much, not your intestines and your squirrely-whirly bits, but all the extremities on the outside which will then walk you through all of these brainwaves, kind of unknowingly so. And at the end of it, you should feel a deep sense of peace. Maybe not eternal peace on top of a, a cloudy mountain somewhere next to the master guru, but not far off, I would imagine. For me, personally, I found this super beneficial, especially when I first started. It was introduced to me by a friend back in 2017, all those moons ago. And it was when I was going through an extremely difficult time in my life. I'd literally just moved from London, having failed miserably at acting. Not because I'm a terrible actor, although that could be the case, but because I just didn't have enough je ne sais quoi. I don't know what, but it crashed and burned. And unfortunately, like most dreams, we financially back 
these dreams. So after 16 months in London, going to auditions, editing my CV, trying to get credits, headshots, chasing an agent down. Unfortunately, it was a big fat kaput for me and that was it. So there was a lot of, not on a deep level, but I guess somewhat trauma, having seen my dreams burn up in a puff of unglorious, unheard smoke, just blazing in front of my eye. So I moved into my sister's and that was back in Devon. So I had to move back to Devon, which seemed like a million miles away from London. And that's where I'm originally from. It's from the Shire, which was when the practice was first introduced to me back in 2017, which helped me to rebalance, refocus, rethink and reevaluate everything I knew or I thought I knew. And thanks to that, that helped me to really ground myself going forward into future endeavors. Unfortunately, that's a whole other story within itself. But at the time, I was pretty devout, pun intended, to this particular practice, as well as doing other things like spending time in nature, cycling a lot, walking, hiking, going to the gym, everything like that, as much as I could do to get outdoors and get in amongst nature. And I don't mean in amongst nature as in poaching Peter Rabbit's carrots, but not too dissimilar from that. Also, at that time, I spent a lot of time with meditation and prayer. And I don't mean standing in a field with a stick up my bum, but something not too dissimilar from that. <laughs> but anyway, back to it. Um, Yoga Nidra. So it's helped me back in 2017. And it's also helping me now as I've re-emerged from on and off practice to be a lot more keen and a lot more consistent with it. And because of that, I find in myself way more balanced. I think that's the key emphasis out of all of this, is the balance. I find I don't get as affected by other people's opinions and emotions and their baggage and their problems that they've tried to burden on everyone else, unknowingly so. If you're keen for more information, one of the great minds circling out there at the moment is a chap called Andrew Huberman. So take your little digits, type him in, and then he will give you all of the information, but in a neuroscientist way, if you're more keen on the science aspect of Yoga Nidra. However, if you're more keen on the spiritual side of it and the connection to your inner self, I'd recommend City Guru. So again, take those little digits, type that in and see what he has to say, as I'm sure he comments on this in one or two of his lectures. But ultimately, like anything, I can only describe it so much and recommend it so much. It's really up to you and your experiences. Everyone's going to experience this really differently, much in the way that everyone experiences life differently. They have different lives, but even if they were the same, their experiences would still be different, I believe. So for me, this experience has been one thing, but for you, another thing. But you're not going to know until you go out there and actually experience this for yourself and see how it resonates with you. Maybe it's just superficial benefits or maybe it's more of an iceberg effect where it's 90% under the surface and then that little bit on the top. Or maybe for some people, this becomes something they can't almost live without, something that's so keen to them that they really blossom afterwards. Now, before we leave and depart and go our separate ways, I want to give to you a story that's been circling my mind for a little bit of time now, which I heard originally from the late Taoist Alan Watts, an English chap who studied Taoism, I believe, for the best part of his life. And it's called The Chinese Farmer. And if you've heard it before, this is going to be a new rendition, which you may not have heard. So there was a Chinese farmer 
A Chinese farmer owned the stallion. It was a great stallion. Probably had a giant schlong. It was that type of stallion. The prize of the town. And one day the stallion bolted. He took off. He just bolted out of the stables. And all the townspeople gathered round and said to the Chinese farmer, Well, isn't this terrible? Oh, it's horrific. Your stallion has bolted. You must be so sad. And the Chinese farmer replied, Said maybe. A couple of weeks passed, and all of a sudden, upon the horizon, who does he see? The giant stallion. Woof, he's storming in. He's brought a whole herd of horses along with him to the stables. The Chinese farmer must be delighted, the townspeople thought. So they went and asked him. They said, isn't this amazing? You must be so happy. You're, you're delighted, I'm sure. The Chinese farmer said, maybe. A couple of weeks passed, and the Chinese farmer's young strapping boy took to the hills with one of the new horses and fell off and broke his leg. <sighs> townspeople, come, I mean, the townspeople at this point are somewhat nosy narkers and they really need to understand their place. But having said that, they went again and they said to the farmer, oh, isn't this awful? Your son's broke his leg. You must be distraught. You must be so beyond grief and despair. Chinese farmer said, maybe. A couple of weeks passed and the world went to war and they were looking for people to enlist. So naturally they knocked at the door and they, they found the, the farmer who was too old and then his strapping young son who had broken his leg so he couldn't enlist. And all the people were from the town decided they had nothing better to do. So they waded up there to the Chinese farmer and they said, this is amazing. Your son doesn't have to be enlisted in war. He doesn't have to go anymore. That is phenomenal. You must be overjoyed. Chinese farmer said, maybe. Now, the reason is, I love this story so much because it's indicative of what you perceive in your life to be a blessing can actually end up being a curse. And the curses you think have been bestowed upon you in this world actually could end up being a blessing. But I think more importantly and moreover than that is that you're aware and conscious of those things being interchangeable. Because I believe the more you're aware and conscious of those two things being interchangeable, the more likelihood that you're going to find the blessings and less of the curses. That's what I truly believe, and I thought I'd end the first ever podcast of The Andy Lowe Show on that note there. You've been amazing. I've been great. Say <laughs> lovey. See you soon. To the next episode. Goodbye. 